So, Mike Keller, I understand that you had a brush with greatness. I don't know what you're... Oh, are you referring to the... (laughs) Are you referring to the founder of Del Taco, Ed Hackberth? I actually had a brush with greatness as well, so I think we should need to share these things. Oh, okay. So is that actually what you're referring to? Yeah, he is great. Um, So I was in the Barstow Del Taco. (laughs) Well, okay, okay. Little do you know that Mike Keller enjoys hanging out in Barstow for some reason. He drives to Barstow. Barstow He he hangs out at the bars at Barstow. And then Mm -hmm. his special place that he loves to go is the Del Taco of Barstow. Okay, continue. It's one of the original Del Tacos. You weren't just passing through to Vegas. You were gonna. You were there at Barstow. No, just I do have out. a tradition of going to the Barstow Del Taco every time I go back and forth from Vegas, um, which is relatively frequently. Um, and I saw this sort of, I guess, elderly gentleman with a with a glint in his eye. He seemed to be really happy to be there, and he 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 was wearing a Del Taco shirt. Was he and rubbing had, his hands together? No, like, money, no. money, money. I love money. No, like Mr. No. Krabs. Stop, stop. Don't malign Ed. Um, <laughs> and he had, you know, the word, the name Ed embroidered on his shirt. And I kind of gave away the twist because I didn't know at the time he was the f- founder of all Del Taco. So I was, you know, I ate my food and I was leaving and he said, did you enjoy yourself or something like that? Like, did you like the food? I was like, yeah, it's great. Uh, And I just assumed just based on like, you know, his shirt and everything that he owned that one franchise. So I said, oh, are you the owner of this one franchise? You know, this this Del Taco franchise? And he said, why, yes. (laughs) Actually, I'm the founder of the company. And I was amazed and I asked him why this particular Del Taco didn't have Beyond Meat which it didn't, you know, I just had the beans and the vegetables in my burrito. And sadly, he said, you know, he sold the company in the 70s and he retained four Del Taco locations all around Barstow, the original four. Um, And he said that sadly, they don't sell very well. And so only he, as the founder, is allowed to pick and choose his menu. And so he chose not to put the Beyond Meat but he said he, quote, would like to do the right thing. So if he sees the sales figures change, um, he'll start stocking Beyond Meat in the Barstow Del Tacos. So that's uh, that's our rallying cry. Let's I mean, get, I mean obviously, let's... he's an evil man. <laughs> I mean, he's such a nice guy. I don't know. Yeah, I, I understand. But, but I mean, I mean, all You're the other th- Del Tacos have Beyond Meat. Why doesn't he have it? Uh, yeah, look, I can't say anything. He's just like everybody's sweet grandpa. I can't he just say greenwashed you. He greenwashed me. Yeah. But that said. And he's also responsible. Oh, he gaslit, you know, blame the victim. Like, you, you, it's because you chose not to buy enough. Anyway, we should buy more uh, Beyond Meat at Del Taco so that all Del Tacos will start stocking it, including Ed's four. They did a study and they found out that the health of everyone in Barstow has declined ever since Del Taco moved there. <laughs> well, Del Taco's <laughs> been there since, I don't know, the 50s, the 60s. It's been there a long time. Um, no, I, oh. I I understand. Yes, go ahead. There's more to the story too, by the way. He gave me his business card, and he said that if I show it to people at Del Taco, they'll give me a free ice cream, which is of no use to me because it, it's an ice cream. You know, it's not like a vegan ice cream. But that was nice of him. Did you tell him that you were vegan? Well, yeah. In when I asked for the you know Beyond Meat, 
and he said he wanted to do the right thing, so let's hope he does the right thing. Did you take his card and throw it in his face like, wait a minute, this is no use for me, and you threw it in his face? No. I have, I love Del Taco. I would never do that to Papa Del Taco. Okay. Now, I mean, I understand. It, it is actually interesting because I remember seeing a video like many years ago. There's this guy, Huel Hauser. He's like a PBS announcer type guy. And he had like this excursion that he went on with the the guy that created Del Taco and Mr. Bell of Taco mm. Bell. His These, former employer. Yes, the two Caucasian men that gentrified <laughs> yeah. Mexican cuisine and, and for whatever, stoners around the world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So, are, times. you want to hear my brush with greatness? I had a, several brushes with greatness. Tell, tell me about your starstruck experience. There's a really positive good one. There's one that's kind of in the middle. There's one like the worst case scenario that you could possibly have. <laughs> okay, you know I I echo the sentiments of everybody, all 12 of you listening right now that we all want to hear the the tea. Tell us the bad one. We'll save the bad one for last. Ah, so you tease. guys listen to the whole thing. I'll okay. talk about a great one. I was at Expo West. And I met Jenny Goldfarb of Goldfarb's Deli Meat. They okay. have the the incredible deli meat that you can get at Mendocino Farms. And she was so nice. And, and it's like really interesting when you go to these places, you don't know what these companies are. You have these very large companies where there's like a giant crew of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jenny you know, was just by there by herself. She was hanging. I think she, out she was samples. being a spokesperson and, you know, relatively small booth, It you know, and a family run company that's not a big corporation, even though you can get their products at Whole Foods. Did you know, she offer you a toothpick with a deli meat on it? There was plenty of toothpicks there. There was plenty of free corned beef to be had by all vegan corned beef, obviously. Uh, but I had a nice discussion with her. She's been vegan for t- for six years. She always craved deli meat, and she decided to make her own deli meat. And she remembers the TikToks that I put up. And I actually oh, remember sharing sweet. with her company because she, she remembered very specific things about the TikToks. And it, it's just really cool meeting people that are, like, real. They're not phony. They're doing the right thing. And it gives you confidence when you're buying their products. And you like her because she gave you attention. She was nice. You know, she was just nice. She remembered me and she liked she liked the product. Yeah, well, you know. Okay, and then I'll tell you the ba- the bad one. Okay, tell, tell okay. I, I'm not going to mention this person. Okay, I'm not going to mention uh-huh. who this person is. Okay. However, But it's someone you've been promoting extensively. Too specific, okay? No, no, let's not. Okay. I saw this person. They were like in a place where they could get get photoed they were like you know like you know if you go to disneyland you know they're mickey mouse or they were in front of the logo of their business they're someone that i am inspired by i like their products a lot this person was talking with another person for about 20 minutes so i was just waiting you know and i waited for the conversation to be over i stepped in and maybe i fumbled with my words or something and i said it's such a incredible thing to meet you i'm i'm always very inspired by what you're doing you know you have an incredible company they looked at me (laughs) like i was pond scum Uh uh-huh 
like I I don't know what it was. Maybe they had a bad day. I don't know what it was. Maybe maybe they just have a lot of groupies constantly creeping the, on them. However, there was a person behind me that said hi. Mm-hmm. And their face lit up and they kind of stepped over or <laughs> and I was just kind of standing there. Maybe I reminded them of someone that did something bad to them. I have no idea. It was so weird. <laughs> It may not, this may not be in the podcast. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. We need your <laughs> gripes in the podcast. Look, we're, we're not here for vegan hacks. We're here to hear you gripe. Gripe. That's my uh, lot in life. Vegan right. gripes. Okay. Now, a very interesting brush with greatness. Oh. Okay. So I went to Follow Your Heart Cafe. And Follow Your Heart Cafe is the thing that started this kind of hippie revolution of, I guess, capitalistic vegan products, mm-hmm. vegan A's, vegan cheese, all these products that we buy now today at the supermarket, sort of like we're born at Follow Your Heart Market, Follow Your Heart Cafe. It started in the early 70s. Four hippies got together. They built a juice bar. This gentleman named Bob Goldberg created this thing called Veganese. And Veganese was the thing that sort of put Follow Your Heart on the map. It was a egg-free mayonnaise. Yeah. And that's the thing that sort of opened up the market, and then they created all these different products. So I went to Follow Your Heart Cafe. I always wonder how this place is still in business they stop serving breakfast on the weekdays. They give you a lot of food. It's really delicious. In fact, I even remember what I ordered. I ordered this special that was like $14 and it had like these incredible pancakes that had pomegranates and, and, and they had bananas and strawberries in them. And it was super delicious. And they had, and and they had like a, like it, it was like a huge special, like, and it had, potatoes and tofu scramble and and like a vegan sausage it was like and i could i could eat half of it it was so good you had the whole rudy tooty fresh and fruity breakfast but in vegan form it was it was wonderful so i ate that and i started to think about follow your heart and how this company business whatever this this place this cafe so was sort of a relic of the past because this is where the hippies got together. This is the same counter. In fact, if you look at the counter where all the hippies were gathering around back in the 70s, the old pictures of the Follow Your Hearts founders, you see that particular counter. It's the same place. They haven't, It hasn't really changed. Uh, well, so they don't have to pay for renovations. That's why they keep their prices low. Yeah, so, but Follow Your Heart sold to Dannon. They sold to a Ew. major conglomerate. And so Ew. a factory farm business, a huge business that that uh, exploits animals. So you think about like the innovation that was created. In fact, I remember at one point, Follow Your Heart products were all made using solar power. And there was like a, even a wrapper that said made by with solar power that was around the the container. That's really cool. And so there, there was some interesting innovation that was created. And But when these large companies absorb these smaller companies, 
a lot of times the innovation kind of dies down. It's not the same involvement because it well, becomes they cut more, corners. Well, it's because it's all about money per se. I do understand that the founder of or the CEO, one of the original founders of Follow Your Heart, is still involved in Follow Your Heart's brand. But again, I'm sure the major holder calls a lot of shots. I get out of Follow Your Heart. And I see this really, really fancy Tesla, like a Tesla plaid. Oh. It's like the one with the spaceship steering wheel. Oh. And it has a personalized license plate that has one of the Follow Your Heart products on it. Which product? Well, I don't want to mention the Oh, because you don't want to blow the plate. spot? Yeah, I understand. Okay. Um, but... <laughs> but anyway, it had an interesting personalized license plate. An old hippie walks up. Wow. And I said, are you the man? <laughs> and yes, it was Bob Goldberg, the founder and CEO of Follow Your Heart. And I said hi to him. And I said, you know, he, he didn't look at me with cold, steely eyes like the last person. He was very mm -hmm. nice. He was, he, he, you know, I, I just said hi to him and we talked to, just briefly and I said, you know, I was very inspired by all, you know, your contribution to the plant-based community. He got in his Tesla and he drove away. And, and I just think it's kind of interesting that concept of, you know, I don't know, it's an element. I don't know if it's like selling out per se. I do know that the one thing that's cool is more people will have access to follow your heart products because of the distribution because of the distribution arm of Danon and the fact that these products will get into Europe and they're great products and so maybe more people will eat more plant-based foods and less animals will be exploited yeah hopefully by fingers, this fingers crossed or it was just a big sellout yeah, I mean, you know, it's a little, it's a little of both. <laughs> no, a little, I, a little of both. <laughs> a little of both. No, ultimately, uh, I'm less concerned about the company and more concerned about the, you know, the product being available for people because the more the consumers shift, the more the company shifts with them. I just think that the spirit of innovation, like a company that yeah. doesn't use GMO products or decides to use solar power to make their products or makes their products from a factory in Chatsworth, you know, all these different things that they do, keeping it in house, keeping it in the, in, you know, locally in this, this whole, these, all these things start to change when they sell the farm basically. Yeah, but we could also encourage you know the McDonald's of the world to also change. You know, I I don't know, do you think these companies are unforgivable, incorrigible or they have uh, the the capacity to be good one day? I think what happens is the most likely the people per se aren't evil. But what happens is that the corporation becomes an entity that has to serve its stockholders, sure. And what happens is, is this entity, this thing that they've created, people will do things that are unethical to serve Be the entity. To serve the quarterly report. Correct. 
But I, I just wonder if there's some way to make the quarterly report align, you know, the incentives of profit align with the incentives of ethics. And to a great extent, that's, you know, I hate to like, you know, gaslight the consumer, but that's like when consumers demand it, the company complies. If you vote with your dollars, they, they do the right thing. And it's hard to say that to people because, like, they just want the cheapest, easiest thing that they're used to eating. The more we cho- make the right choices as consumers, the more the companies have to do the right thing. Or we choose to make positive movements in our own life, like yeah. making our own veganades, working with more sustainable companies that you know that are smaller and that that aren't we're not feeding. Factory farms. Assuming these things are available, like some people live in a food desert, so like they need something that's mass distributed. Uh, but uh, yeah, I agree with you. We we should. I think if you live in a food desert, it's more apt for you to make your own foods and maybe order a couple of things on Amazon and being able to make your yeah. own vegan egg or make your own product. I think I oh. think it's all about knowledge. Knowledge is power. Being able to understand that these companies exist in a certain way. Um, I mean, we're, I'm always in the center, you know, I'm always pushed around where, you know, I promote these large entities because they've made food available to certain people. Transition food. No, but we, we have to have that food available. Some people, let's say, like, for example, a theoretical person, it's a single parent who lives in a food desert, doesn't have a lot of time, doesn't have a lot of disposable income. They're not going to grind their own hummus. They're not going to make their own veganaise. You want them to have an easy and ethical food option that they can buy inexpensively anywhere. So these are good things, too. Yeah, I think they can make their own hummus. Sure. It's not that hard. I think a lot of people can. Like, I can make my own hummus. I don't. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to look at perspective. Yeah. And uh, you know, and also, I understand too. There are people that live a certain life, and then they, these products are definitely a better choice than having factory farm eggs or product sure, sure, with sure, eggs sure. in them. Obviously, you know, it's better to grab something that's created by a corporation. I mean, dude, we're I'm promoting stuff that Nestle made. I'm promoting stuff that McDonald's made. I was at Costco today. You know, just looking at products and trying to find plant-based products. And I was thinking about, like, like this place is a cemetery for animals. I mean, th- I was just, like, everywhere I was looking, there was carcasses of animals. It's just so here gross when you there. think about it. It's, I you're know. In, you're in the, like, uh, the morgue. You're in the, what do you call it? The What's the place where you view the bodies? It's the morgue. Yeah, no, but what's the, in the cemetery? You know, the, not, the morgue is, like, what the state does when they find somebody dead. What's the, like, mortuary? It's a mortuary. <laughs> yeah, mortuary, that's good. Anyway, but, you know, it's, but it's kind of this thing where I'm going to be promoting plant-based products at Costco. I'm walking through, basically, animal carcasses, parts of animals, cheese, you know, all sorts. I mean, the the abuse is just just walls and walls right, yeah. surrounding me there's cruelty and violence and it's all packaged in a neat shiny plastic container that's right so anyway yeah so that's With the a world smiling we're cartoon in. face on the outside that's the world we're living in it's over man the episode we did it i think cool, we did, it. did you cool. did you enjoy did we learn something today 
Uh, yes, I learned what kind of car the founder of <laughs> Follow Your Heart drives. Tesla Plaid. <laughs> Bob Goldberg. Um, the richest hippie in town. There's some rich hippies in 